Hello and welcome to the Learn Chinese Insights Podcast, brought to you by ChineseLearnOnline.com, your progressive online Mandarin course. In each episode, I interview someone who has learned Chinese as a second language, and we find out more about their process, what worked for them, what didn't work for them, and more importantly, what they're doing with this language now that they've learned it. All right, so with me today is Robbie Kilpatrick. Yep. So, uh, Robbie, uh, why don't you introduce yourself uh, in Chinese, and then we'll we'll go from there. Okay. Uh, hello, 你好,大家好。我是 uh, Robbie Kilpatrick, 我叫 Robbie Kilpatrick. Uh, 我的中名字就是科罗比。我是美国人,然后我从亚利桑那州来的,就是Arizona。我现在我住在中立的桃园。我三十六岁，然后我就在台湾十一年多。呃，我的职业就是英文老师，我是高中跟国中的老师。呃，我的兴趣就是玩摩托车，然后我很喜欢去在台湾，我觉得台湾是一个非常好的国家。好，就这样
because you figured learning Mandarin would be pretty cool. So when yeah. you when you first came to Taiwan, was it a priority for you to to learn Chinese right away? Um, well, it's funny is because right when I got here, I mean that was something I wanted to do, but I was still getting adjusted to just being in Taiwan, and also I was working as a as a, like a Bushi Ban uh, cram school teacher, mm-hmm. and but I met someone that was living in my dorm, and he actually had spoke he spoke a little Chinese, and hanging out with him, I I would we would he would interact with other Taiwanese people, and he would speak his pidgin Chinese at the time, and I thought that was just amazing. I, I mm-hmm. couldn't believe it. it; blew my mind. So um, because of him, I enrolled into a, a program at. Uh, uh, a local university in in Taoyuan called Zhongyuan, uh-huh. and I did yeah that that was it was priority for me to learn Chinese. So I basically did a a five day a week two hours yeah five times a week two hours uh, each time um, uh, the course I was doing there. So when you first started that course, you were going from absolute beginner. Yeah, absolute beginner. There was uh, about 10 people in the class, and they all had a base of Chinese when I started, so I had to catch up. That was that really motivated me a lot. Now, this course was the the full course, like including reading, writing, everything. Yep, it was it was reading, writing, everything. Um, so yeah, it was it was very intensive for me. And how long did you do this for? Um, I did it for about two years. Oh, okay. Right, and the problem though with that course. Um, was that after after about a year, students started leaving. So the class got smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. And within two years, we only had a few students left, so they they canceled the class. So that's a problem with that course. They, they give you a really good base, but mm-hmm. then after that, you're kind of all on your own. So after two years, did you do you regard your Chinese as being pretty good? I felt it was good, but I, I continued studying. Since then, I've uh, had tutors, and mm. actually, I still actually have a tutor to this day um, that just keeps me up on like current events. And we do lots of videos. We watch like a, there's a local program here called a Kangxi Laila talk show. So yeah, we do. We we watch that, and I learn a lot about you know just you know there's lots of idioms and stuff they say, and just kind of keeps me up to up to par with what's going on in Taiwan. So that with the tutor, it's just speaking? Um, well, I, I did do book for a long time with the tutors, but the one I have now, uh-huh. it's just speaking, right? Now, but, did you... So while you were taking this course for two years, were you applying that Chinese like in your day-to-day life? Was it helpful? Oh, totally. And that was the greatest thing about it. I mean, every word I learned in class, I could just go right outside and use it. Um, so yeah, it was, it was incredible for me and that's why I liked it. And actually I really enjoyed learning Chinese, uh, at the time. So I, you know, after I had a small base, I, it was great to go outside and I was confident enough to go out and use it. So yeah, it was, it, it was absolutely amazing for me. Now many, ex- now many expats who come here, uh, especially those who are teaching English, it's very easy to... I mean, in your day-to-day life, you're speaking English with your students and things. So many of them can actually live comfortable lives here without learning any Chinese. So in your case, where were you using this Chinese? Like, was it at work or it's just in your personal life or like, how would you use it? It was mostly in my personal life. Um, What happened with me is I, you know, I told you I like motorcycles, right? Mm -hmm. And there's 
at the years ago, it's not there anymore, but there used to be a racetrack in a place called uh, Long Tan. Mm-hmm. And so I started going out there with a friend and started actually getting on the racetrack because we were the only foreigners out there. And so from going out there at least once every week, once every two weeks, I started meeting lots of Taiwanese people. Mm-hmm. And we actually became friends. And from that, I actually uh, met a whole group of guys that all hung out together. And so I... It was great because I had my foreigner friends, obviously, mm-hmm. but I also had uh, a great group of Taiwanese friends. That we all had the same interest, which is like riding motorcycles. So I would hang out with them. I tried so so hard to hang out with them at least once a week. So I was using my Chinese with them. I had to because none of them spoke um, English. Right. So that's really where my Chinese really helped out. I got to learn so much about Taiwan and the culture through them than actually just living here and teaching English. So when you say you, so I would have assumed that, so by being with them, of course, you learn a lot of the motorcycle specific vocabulary from being in there. Sure. But you, but then you said you're learning a lot about Taiwan and other things. Like, give me an example, like what kind of things are you learning from them, hanging out with them? I mean, uh, just, just kind of like tough Tough question to answer, but it just you just get to see uh, their, their perspective. Their perspective. Um, I mean, just for um, like holidays, like you know, I got to hang out with them for Chinese New Year mm. and got to actually be with their family. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like just got to see the the differences between like how maybe Americans are and uh, Taiwanese are, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're obviously different, sure. so. I never would have actually properly understood that until I, I met my Taiwanese friends. And they probably also appreciate having you there oh. and getting your insight. Oh, for sure. For sure. Definitely. They're probably learning from you too. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. It's funny actually because we, we almost all speak, I mean, none of them really speak English, but there's two of us now, two foreigners that go and hang out with them. Uh, and my other foreigner friend, he's American, we, we speak English together. Uh-huh. And it's so funny how much English they've actually picked up from us just speaking to each other while we're there in English. It's hilarious. They'll just throw out different little little words here and there, and it, it, make, it cracks me up, makes me laugh. Right. Now, living here, now you mentioned that you plan to stick around long term. Uh, what is it about, you mentioned also in your original introduction, you said, oh, you love living in Taiwan, it's a great place. Mm-hmm. So, so can you give me a couple of things that you like about living in Taiwan versus uh, living in America or any other Western type place? Sure. Um, let's see. I, you know, living here in Taiwan, you know, we, there's no family here. It's just myself and, and the friends I've made, right? Mm-hmm. And some people might not like that. I, I'm okay with that. I, mean, I love my family, love them to death. But, you know, I don't have any stress from my family. And <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I like that. I don't. I mean, you know, I don't have to deal with any of that uh, in the family problems as much, right? Right, but that's so, not specific to Taiwan, right? <laughs> true, but that's, you know, for me personally here, sure. it's great. But for Taiwan, I would say uh, definitely uh, how convenient Taiwan is. Mm. Uh, I love that. I love that I can just go outside and there's, there's a 7-Eleven right down the street. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's a movie theater uh, five minutes away from me. So back in the States, I always had to get in my car and drive around, uh, you know, and that, that's something that I didn't really like as much. Um, what else? 
Um, you know, I've always thought living in Taiwan um, is actually, I call it the poor man's rock star. Uh-huh. <laughs> because you get so much attention here, mm. uh, being a foreigner. And some people might not like it. Um, I think it makes life um, more exciting. You know, I, I don't mind people trying to come up to me and talk to me. Well, that wouldn't happen in, in America as much, sure. right? And now you can communicate with them, right? Right, right, true. So, and I can choose not to if I, if I don't want to. Right. Now, <laughs> are, are there any aspects of uh, Chinese culture that you really like? Hmm. Let me think about that. So I assume things like food and stuff, you're fine with local cuisine and things? Yeah, definitely. Um, totally okay with the, ta- the Taiwanese food. Um, I do find it sometimes to be a little monotonous, mm-hmm. um, but I, I don't have any problems with it. Um, now, yeah. now a place like Zhongli, so that's, I mean, it's it's not a huge city. So is that... Uh, 300,000 people, I think. I mean, it's it's pretty big. It's, it's you know, it, um, are you familiar, familiar with Taoyuan? Yeah, well, where the airport is. Yeah, right. So, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's no Taipei, but it's bigger than you think. So you're happy living in a place like that versus like a Taipei-type place? You know, I've never lived uh, in Taipei, and, you know, it's something I've thought about possibly doing in the future, but I do really enjoy living out here. It's more of like the countryside. Mm-hmm. And actually, I use my Chinese on a daily basis here, whereas mm-hmm. when I go to Taipei, I don't use it nearly as much. Right. So I do, I do like that. Oh, I see. Now, going back into how you learned Chinese, uh, if you were to go back and learn Chinese from scratch, would you use that same approach that you did? Just enroll in a language center and go from there, or would you do something different? Yeah, if I could do it all over again, I would definitely go to Taipei. Uh, I would learn in one of those uh, intensive courses they have. I think they have, I'm not sure the name of them, but... I know they have a few where I think you're doing Chinese possibly six hours a day, even more. Um, so that's what I think I would do. I would try to do that for a few years. So you feel if you're going to learn, then just jump in with both feet. That's what I, I yeah, because I really enjoy it, right? And I didn't know if I would enjoy it or not. So that if I could do it all over again. But I'm happy the way I did it. And I think really the only way to learn is getting yourself into a class. Hmm. Uh, I do have lots of, a few foreigners here that have been here, you know, 10 plus years, and they've never been in a class, and they've just done self-study. Mm-hmm. And yeah, their Chinese is, it, it, it's okay. They get around, but it's not its not up to the level that, you know, they should be. So what um, would you say the difference between learning from classes versus learning on your own? Um, you know, there's going to be competition in a class. You don't want to be the, the worst, you know, the you don't have the lowest level. So you get that. You also get a lot of other, I mean, you can see what other people are asking. Um, so you get, I don't know, you just, you just get, for me, you just get uh, better, uh, just more information coming to you than when one-on-one. Um, I don't know, I always feel lazy when I'm just doing one-on-one. You know, I don't, I don't do my homework as much. But when a classroom setting, everyone else is doing their homework, I, I got to do my homework too. Yeah, you're getting that peer pressure. Right, exactly. And so between classes, it sounds like you've still done a lot of work on your own. Uh, I mean, you know, hiring tutors and this, that. Mm-hmm. So what kind of things have you done on your own to kind of improve your Chinese? Um, 
It's you know I I actually I try to watch a lot of uh, YouTube videos. Um, there's lots of foreigners that have like YouTube videos out there. Um, I do. I mean, like basically, the majority of it now is actually hanging out. I have I have I've built a whole crew of Taiwanese friends, so I hang out with them all the time now. So that's probably where I gain the majority of my Chinese language now is through them. So when you said YouTube videos, uh, are you talking teaching videos or just like Chinese content? Uh, just like Chinese content. Obviously.、Oh, And how about on the reading side? Like, have you done much reading on your own? I have my. I'd say my reading actually is is probably a little poor.、Mm-hmm. Uh, so what happened was in my class when I was doing the class in Zhongyuan,、uh, after about、uh, maybe year and a half to two years, I kind of because the class died out, and after that, I I pretty much didn't really focus too much on writing and reading.、Mm-hmm. Oh, it's been for me. It's been mostly speaking. My my speaking is really good, but、mm-hmm. my reading is not so much. It's okay, but I, I can't. I cannot read a newspaper. I'll tell you that. And it's not a priority for you. No, not 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 for me. I mean, you know, I I don't do it for a profession. So,、mm-hmm. but、okay. if you were to if you were to go back into a class, and if there was an option to have a class that didn't do any reading or writing, would that be better? Or you still think、mm-hmm. you should have a base? No, I think you need to start with reading and writing for sure. Because when I when I first started learning, I was writing characters every single night, and that helped out so much to to memorize the character for me. Just like the muscle memory. Right. I mean, I was basically just repeating the word, you know, just like whoa, 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 kind of thing.、Mm-hmm. So I, I I think people need to definitely start with with writing, and then if they want to, you know, not they want to. Quit doing it, and that's fine. That's their decision. That's fine. But I think they should definitely do that at the beginning.、Mm-hmm. Now, after being in in Taiwan, have you have you ever done any traveling and had to use your Chinese outside of Taiwan? Actually,、um, last month,、uh, about ten of us, all Taiwanese,、uh, traveled to Japan、oh. for for、uh, six days,、mm-hmm. and it was completely all Chinese. So that was that was the first time I've ever been out of the country speaking Chinese. So that that was actually quite fun, quite interesting. But that Chinese, you're just speaking with the other people in your group. Exactly right. But actually speaking, I Chinese in another country uh-huh. Uh, would only be. I've been to China. I was in China for a month, and、uh, I have spoke Chinese to a few people in in the states when I've gone back home. That's about it. These are like random people, or who are these? Yeah,、guys? it was one random person. I was at a sushi, <laughs> sushi bar back home, and the the guy wasn't Japanese. The owner was from、uh, Taiwan. Okay. And so that, yeah, that was a lot of fun. So you must have shocked him. Yeah, I really did. <laughs> But when you went to Japan, is the, I mean, you can't speak. Being able to speak Chinese to a Japanese person does that help or? No, no, no. I was speaking all English to Japanese people. So it's easier, to, more chance of them understanding English than Chinese. Um, I would say, yeah, most likely for sure. Yeah, But in, yeah. in the characters, there's some that overlap, right? Right. There's lots, actually. Yeah. Yeah,、so. I've I've heard of cases where the Chinese people they'll use characters to communicate because right, definitely. But when I first started learning in my in my Zhongyuan class here, there was a Japanese woman, and she could read. I mean, she couldn't speak very well, but 
just pretty much after a few months, she could like read everything. Right. That was just because the characters were so similar. So in her case, the the reading skills were higher than the speaking. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Japanese can usually learn how to read extremely fast. Oh, so do you have any interest in learning any other languages, or you're good now? I think I'm good. Um, yeah, it's funny as I, you know, when I grew up, uh, I'm from Arizona, so I took a few years of Spanish, mm-hmm. and I, I could never speak Spanish. I didn't really apply myself though, right? Right. But you know, I don't know if I'm really good at languages or not. Uh, obviously, living in Taiwan obviously has made what my Chinese is today. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think I'd just rather just focus uh, more on Chinese and, and learn as much as I can. And uh, long term, you plan to stick it out here, just teaching, or do you want to get into other things? Or I mean, I'm always open to um, opportunities. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, I have a, a good job teaching mm-hmm. at, at a it's a high school and junior high, uh-huh. and uh, I like it a lot. It's not too stressful, yeah. and so I think you know. I think I plan to stay here. I think I'm going to stay here for forever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there's always opportunities. So if there's something else, you know, uh, possibly, you know, I've had friends that that want to open up restaurants, and um, that that could be something in the future. But um, uh, actually, recently I've published a few textbooks with another co-author. Okay. So, um, that can be something I could do more of in the future as well. Mm-hmm. So. And so before we, we end off, it sounds like uh, a lot of your learning came uh, because of your interest in motorcycles and, and what led from there. So is that something you'd recommend people do, find some interest that you can share with locals? And- 100%. You know, I find, this this is just in my experience, but there's, I find that most Foreigners here don't really develop too many uh, great relationships with Taiwanese people as um, like find a good set of, of friends here. Mm-hmm. That's just my experience of what I've seen. And I really encourage people that are learning Chinese to to find other friends. I mean, if you like, I don't know, rock climbing, then mm-hmm. start going to where you can rock climb here and start meeting the guys and hang out with them. Go have a barbecue with them or mm-hmm. whatever. And that will improve your Chinese so much. Yeah, chan- chances are whatever it is you're interested in, there'll be a group of people here. Exactly. Who yeah. share that. Okay, that's very good, very insightful, and I appreciate you having you here. Thank and, you. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll share any feedback that people have with you. Great. Okay, thanks, Robbie. Thanks a lot. Okay, bye for now. Bye-bye.